Welcome to the Thrive Church weekly message. We hope you enjoy this podcast and we pray that it blesses you. For any information on this sermon or our other resources, visit thrivechurch.co.nz. Hey guys, how we doing? Thanks team. That's actually uh, not true. I've actually, I mentored Jared. That's a, that's a true story. It's a true story. Yeah, good times. Hey, thanks team. You guys are awesome. You guys are sounding amazing. They sounded good, right? Let's just give it up for the team one more time. Come on. You guys remind me of um, my love for Ben Lummis. Does anyone remember Ben Lummis? Throwback? Okay, I have a story. So in 2004... Uh, for my birthday, my sister gave me tickets to New Zealand Idol when that was a thing. Coolest thing ever. So um, just to set the scene, I was nine years old, so I was young, and Lord of the Rings had just come out the year before. That's just a bit of context. But um, I was like so stoked to see my idol life. Like he was, he was so cool, man. And so I went along, I fangirled him hard out. He probably saw me and thought I was the coolest guy out. And then right at the end of the, con- like the concert, it came to the end, and there was this, uh, this short person like walking out the back. And I say short person, I meant like a dwarf, like they were a dwarf person. And I literally like ran up to them. I was like, oh my goodness, you're Gimli from Lord of the Rings, <laughs> like this nine-year-old. And um, I don't remember the rest of the conversation, but I'm pretty sure it would have been real awesome. Um, yeah, good story, right? George Foreman, yeah, <laughs> get better work stories. <laughs> oh man, I love the vibe here tonight, it's so good. Hey, if you're new with us, we want to extend a massive welcome your way. So glad that you could join us. Um, we've been doing this series on David, and David's probably one of the coolest, most interesting characters in the Bible. Um, true story, uh, not quite as interesting as Jesus, because that would be like blasphemy and heresy and all that stuff. But his life was just such a roller coaster. And uh, just to kind of let you into that tonight, I want to read this bit from Psalm 38, which he wrote. And it says this. This is to set the scene. My bones are brittle as dry sticks because of my sin. I'm swamped by my bad behavior, collapsed under sacks of guilt. The cuts in my flesh stink and grow maggots because I've lived so badly. And now I'm flat on my face, feeling sorry for myself, mourning tonight. I'm on my last legs. I've had it. My life is a a vomit of groans. Lord, my longings are sitting in plain sight. My groans an old story to you. My heart's about to break. I'm a burnt out case. Pretty happy psalm, right? (laughs) I I love, um, there's so much like emotion here in what David's writing. And just a quick recap on David's life. David was the guy in the Old Testament who was, um, as Mitch shared uh, one of the first weeks, he was probably like an illegitimate child. He lived in the shadow of his brothers and had to tend a few sheep for a living. Um, He eventually slayed the giant Goliath, and then he was anointed king, but he had to wait years before he actually got into office as king. And so until then, he had to serve King Saul as his, um, his second guy, really. His armor bearer, and even though he tried, Saul tried to kill him time and time again. And so David spent most of his life on the run, living in caves and whatnot, um, from a king that was trying to kill him. So pretty fun. And then eventually he became king, uh, and then even then he had to 
defend the kingdom which was being attacked on from all sides. So you read that and it's like, yeah, that's a, that's a pretty happy time, pretty fun life. Um, but David's funny. I love David because on one hand, he will, he'll pick up a harp and he'll soothe your demons. And on the other, he'll pick up a sling and he'll kill you. So he's, yeah, you just don't know what to expect with David. It's, it's true. And so we've been doing this four-week series on David. The first week, Glenn kicked us off with an overview. Second week, Pastor Mitch, Pastor Jared. Man, I love calling you guys pastors. Mm, so good. Um, shared on David from the perspective as a servant. And that sometimes we just need to get in and serve because the very anointing we're going to serve is where God wants us to step into. David has to serve the king Saul, even though he's anointed to be the next king. And then third week, Pastor Glenn shared about David as a son and a brother. And that in life, we need to take a different perspective. That our inlook determines our outlook. And God is calling us into a greater level of sonship, not letting our past dictate our future. This is a recap of where we've been. And then this morning, Pastor Jared spoke that uh, as a warrior, we just need to give God something. And the challenge was that we all have something we can give God. And so what can we give God? What's in our hands that we can give to God? Um, And I'm not as cool as Jared because Jared shot a rad video and played it this morning. But um, yeah, anyway, love you, Jared. He is my mentor, all right? I will say that. So tonight I'm preaching on David as a warrior, and I've titled my message tonight, Three Things a Warrior Knows. Everyone say that, Three Things a Warrior Knows, go. Three things a warrior knows. And as I was reading the life of David and, and preparing for tonight, um, I was just, just getting right into his story and like almost felt like I was in it, but not. And I, I just like came across all these super cool things about him. Um, and so tonight I just want to share a bit of a different perspective on David as a warrior. Is that cool? Can we do that? You guys ready for the word? All right, close your eyes. Lord, we just thank you for your presence in this place tonight. And Lord, we thank you that as we have gathered here today, that you are just going to bring revelation and truth to us. And we thank you for that in advance. Amen. Awesome. So I just want to read this part from Psalms. It's from Psalms 42, 10 to 11. And it says this, I say to God, my rock, why have you forgotten me? Why must I go about mourning, oppressed by the enemy? My bones suffer mortal agony as my foes taunt me. Saying to me all day long, where is your God? Why, my soul, are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? And this is something that David wrote. So he put this in the Psalms. The Psalms was a book that was written over the, um, the time frame of his life. And as I was reading this, I kind of, I saw that David faced some challenges. Like David had some things in his life that he was going through. And this is the perspective I want to pull out tonight, is that the biggest battles weren't the ones happening around him, but the battles that were happening within him. And so tonight I want to take that perspective. And so at the time this psalm was written, Uh, David's own family was against him. He was king at this point. His own family was against him. His son had rebelled, wanted to take his kingdom from him. His most trusted servant and his bestest of friends had like ditched him. His enemies were attacking him from all sides. And it was rumored that God had forsaken him just like he had forsaken King Saul, which is pretty gnarly, right? But his biggest battles weren't the ones happening around him. It was the battles happening within him. And when you read the Psalms, it's quite obvious that David suffered from some form of like depression or bipolar or or something because, man, they are raw. I encourage you, if you haven't read the Psalms, 
go and read the Psalms. I'm, I'm saying it nicely, but they were just, yeah, they're intense. But I was reading this and I was thinking that, like, we think we have to have it all together when we come to God, right? Like, in fact, you hear some people say, like, man, I can't come to God today because I just, I can't bring my best. I just don't have the good words to say. You'll even hear them say, like, if I, if I can't say what I'm supposed to say, then I just, I won't say anything. And there's a principle here, and that's if you can't share what's going on on the inside with God, then who can you share it with? Who can you tell? Like, is it your family? Is it friends? Young people? Is it Facebook? Challenge? But I want to just encourage you tonight, just get to the place where you can be vulnerable with God. And what's surprising about David is like the range of emotion that he expressed um, and life was clearly like life was clearly so bad in so many areas. And there's another principle here tonight that is no matter how rough life is, no matter how terrible life seems, David always brought it back to God. And I want to encourage you to do the same, like always bring it back to God. Don't focus on your problems, but let your problems draw you closer to God. And in school, my favorite saying was this. I even wrote a song about it. It was, don't tell you the storm how big your God is. Oh, wait. Take it. Oh, I've got to sing it. No, I won't. Don't tell. There we go. Don't tell God how big your storm is. Tell the storm how big your God is. I'll say that again. Don't tell the storm how big. Don't tell God how big your storm is. Tell the storm how big your God is. Man, I got there. Come on, give me a clap tonight. Mm. I'm preaching better than you're responding. <laughs> Thanks, man. I've always wanted to do that in a service for you one day, Glenn. Mitch and I always talk about it. We're like, we're gonna when he just goes for it, we're gonna stand up and it's gonna be glorious, man. So let your strength come from God, and that's something that David was really, really good at. And so I have three points tonight. Three points if you're taking notes. The first one is this that the warrior knows where his strength comes from. David even wrote these words. He said, I look to the hills. Where does my strength come from? My help and my strength comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and of earth. So I want to ask the question to you tonight. Where does your strength come from? Sometimes our strength doesn't come from God. Sometimes our strength comes from a negative word that was spoken over us. Sometimes our strength comes from our abilities and our, our talents. But I love David, and you'll probably hear me say that a few, to, a few times tonight. I love David, because although his biggest failings and things were going on in here, he still drew strength from God. And for those of you who feel like maybe you just don't have a lot of strength, tonight, later on, I actually want to give you the opportunity. This is an invite to everyone. I want to give you the opportunity um, and a moment for you to respond and, and like receive some fresh strength from God. A theologian wrote, it, um, wrote this, and it's just beautiful. He says, David paints a picture of utter trial and turmoil in his life, yet he maintains an internal compass that always points to true north. Whereas most of us look to the external circumstances in our life, David discovered that his strength comes from God. Most of us strive for a strength that's external and temporary, but David teaches us to drive towards a place of deeper well-being where we develop trust and hope in God that extends beyond our external realities. That's cool, man. 
And so the warrior knows where his strength comes from. And so that psalm that I read earlier that is kind of real down buzz and depressing, this is how it ends. It says, Why, my soul, are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for yet I will praise Him, my Savior and my God. I'm going to read that again. Why, my soul, are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for yet I will praise Him, my Savior and my God. Now, history tells us that David in this time was on the run from a king that was trying to kill him. He was spending time in caves, probably going hungry. But we read in the Psalms over and over again, his life was kind of just a muck. But he still had the strength to write those words, put your hope in God, for I will praise him, my Savior and my God. I read this story the other day. It's the story of an elephant who loves elephants. Do you? As a man was passing the elephants in the circus, he suddenly stopped, confused by the fact that these huge creatures were being held by only a small rope tied to their front legs. No chain, no cages. It was obvious that the elephants could at any time break free from their bonds, but for some reason, they didn't. He saw a trainer nearby and asked why these animals just stood there and made no attempt to get away. Well, the trainer said, When these elephants were very young and much smaller, we used the same size rope to tie them. And at at that age, it's enough to hold them. And as they grow up, they're conditioned to believe they can't break away. They believe the rope can still hold them. And so they never try to break free. And the man was amazed. These animals could at any time break free from their bonds. But because they believed they couldn't, they were stuck right where they were. And the principle is this, the elephants didn't know the strength that was within them. And the question for you tonight is, do you know the strength that is within you? Like when you partner with God, do you know that God strengthens you? Because the warrior is always strengthened by God. And David's strength came from God. And I love that about him. I love David. In fact, David constantly recalls the time where he, with the Lord's strength, killed the lion. And when he, with God's strength, killed the bear and then... He took on Goliath. And, and so my second point tonight is belief comes from battles won. Belief comes from battles won. David had never killed a giant before, but he had killed a bear and he had killed a lion. And he let that victory supply his present beliefs. Do you get what I'm saying tonight? That what, what victories has God given you that you need to remember? Because often the more conquests we've won, the more courage that we'll have. And so belief comes from the battles we've won. And I remember this time I was in, um, I was in America, was it last year, I think now, and I went to this 24-hour healing conference um, and like worship, fasting, praying, all this real cool stuff. And the, the, the preacher, oh, 20 cents. Thanks for being my mentor, bro. Awesome. Oh, it's just as distracting as you calling out me like last week with the cup of tea, man. That was that was killing me. Uh, anyway, I was at this conference, and this the the guy from the front said, "Is there anyone that is just like that that needs healing?" And I saw this guy in front of me put his put his hand up, and so I was the first one to go over, and I put my hands on his ear, and he had like one complete deaf ear, and I was like, "Man, this is." This is going to be a cool story for when I get home. That's what I was thinking. 
And anyway, I like put my hand on his ear and I just started praying for him. And within probably two minutes of praying, his ear just like popped open and he could hear. And I was like, that, that's, the cool, that's one of the coolest things I've ever had. And you know, it was so like, it was such a shock to him that we had to pray for his ears to be like EQ'd by God or something so that they would just be good. And like, that was one of the coolest moments I've had when I've like stepped out in God and I've prayed for someone and I've seen some results. But there's the other side where we have like those experiences, but we don't see the breakthrough. We don't see the healing. We don't see whatever it is. It feels like we're not seeing the goodness of God in that moment. And it's, let's be real, like it's discouraging, right? But you can't let those moments dictate whether you're going to be a warrior and keep believing or not. Like you just have to keep believing because belief comes from battles won. And I've seen God do it once. I've seen God heal a deaf ear. And I, now when I step out in faith, I'm like, you know, I'm not going to let those times where I haven't seen it, I'm not going to let that dictate my faith now, my belief now. And so like, man, I believe that if God can do it once, he can do it again. And man, the devil better believe that I'm going to keep praying for deaf ears. Mm-mm. Mm. You better believe I'm going to keep pressing in every time I don't feel his presence. Come on. And I'm going to keep putting myself out there because I know what it is to be victorious. So our belief comes from the battles won, and that is what is going to supply my beliefs now. Can I get Dylan? Can you bring the Holy Spirit for me right now? Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Belief comes from battles won. You know, one thing that sets a warrior apart from any ordinary person is my third point tonight. And that is the warrior never stops believing for breakthrough. You know, sometimes we have those moments where we see instant victory. You know, like for David, he walked up to his brothers on the battlefield. They're like, this guy needs to die. He's a, a giant. David's like, sweet, I can do it. Goes down, picks up five small stones. He's like, five minutes, kills Goliath, five minutes, it's done. It's like instant victory, you know? But there's other times where we feel like we have to just keep pushing and pushing. And I know for, for myself and I know for others here that there are giants in our life that, that they actually just need to come down. And the warrior will never stop believing for breakthrough. And I wanna ask the question tonight, what giants are there in your life that need to fall over? What is it? Uh, what is it in your life that you need to see breakthrough in? Because tonight, I just believe God is just saying, like, stand up, mighty warrior. And then no matter what you're going through, no matter who's against you, no matter who's accusing you, God is just saying to stand up and to trust that His power is there. And so what breakthrough are you believing for? Is it a family member? Maybe it's like a healing that you haven't seen. Because a warrior always keeps believing. And a warrior always keeps believing for breakthrough. I love the saying, I've said it quite a few times. It says that we go from prison to platform when we realise we have authority over our pain. And so I want to encourage you tonight to be a warrior, keep believing and keep pushing. But there's sometimes where it's like, it's a matter of knowing when to push and actually when to rest. 
And we all have those times. It's like He isn't our refuge from trouble. He's our refuge in trouble. And sometimes we just need to rest in the fact that He is our refuge. And Ephesians says it brilliantly. says it so beautifully. It says, above all else, just keep standing. Keep standing. And that's what a warrior is. I love David, man. I'd love to be like David. Because he was a man after God's own heart. That's how people described him. A man after God's own heart. And Glenn spoke the first week that no matter how many times he fell off the path, fell off, walked off, you know, just fall off a path. No matter how many times he walked off a path, he always got back on it. He always got back on track. And David, even though, like for David, like I said at the start, some of the biggest battles he ever faced were the ones that were happening in here. And like for those of you who don't know how the story ends for David, he's attributed for writing most of the book of Psalms. He, in Israel's history, was the greatest king they ever saw. And in fact, Jesus Christ himself came from the line of David. Yet this was the guy that went through hell and back. And so my three points tonight, a warrior knows where his strength comes from. Have belief from your battles won. And a warrior never stops believing for breakthrough. And for all the warriors out there who feel like they've gone through some tough battles, man, I want to give you a moment at the end for you to respond. I want to give you a moment for you to like feel like you can receive an impartation of God's strength for whatever situation you're going through. But as I come to a close, I want to read this from Psalm 139. This is David writing this. He says, For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. How precious are to me are your thoughts, God. How vast is the sum of them. Were I to count them, they would outnumber the grains of sand. When I wake, I'm still with you. So I wonder if we could all close our eyes across this place. If you feel like you've been um, believing for breakthrough, but you haven't seen it, then... I just want to encourage you that this this is your moment. If you've been believing for something, but somewhere along the line, that despair and hopelessness has come in, I just believe that this is your moment. Maybe it's a health issue. Maybe it's a financial crisis that you're going through. Maybe for all the guys in school, you've got the most annoying teacher who just doesn't seem to get you. Maybe your friend or family who doesn't know Jesus and They need someone to intercede for them. Maybe your marriage is in a rough place. But I just believe tonight that that if you need inner strength to carry on, that that this is your moment here. And I believe that like even right now, God is just putting things on people's hearts, things for people to respond to. So why don't we all just stand to our feet in this moment. Mitch is just going to carry on leading us um, 
through tremble. Is that cool? And if you're on prayer of any sort, like if you feel like you just need strength, like as a warrior, then this place is going to be open and I'm going to be here praying. Jared's going to be here praying. Glenn's going to be here praying. Amy's going to be here praying. There's going to be some of us here praying that we just love to to push and contend for breakthrough for you. So come on, let's just um, sing this together and all those that want to respond, why don't you just come up right now?